Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about... Well, actually, we're going to be continuing our rewatch of the series Mission colon Impossible with starring Tom Cruise. And we're going to be talking about Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And to join us for those two movies, we have a special guest. Welcome back, Jacob. Woo! Hello, hello. Thank you for having me here on the Weekly Reel once again. Yes, he's just like uh, the guy who just... um rent our little uh, <laughs> humble abode like every so often he's a uh, a regular here at the weekly reel podcast you've probably heard him uh a couple times in season one on our nightcrawler episode and tenant uh then in season three i believe it was red oh no sorry season four i think it was red notice and spider-man no way home which was actually uh momentous because he was one of four people on that po- uh, podcast it was the first four person pod and we did our first double double feature and then last season um we did uh jurassic world dominion right because that was when we yes. revealed that you were what again i can't remember that i am a dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> i just want to hear that from your words <laughs> what kind of dinosaur i am a dinosaur <laughs> I am what they call the one and only to ever exist, Jacob Osaurus. Oh, yeah. Yes. I forgot. That's what it was. <laughs> I forgot. The one of a kind. One of a kind. During the Jurassic era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been alive for uh, however many years it's been since then. <laughs> the Jurassic era. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Or was it 1997? Jurassic Park, 1993, the first yeah. one. Oh yeah, dang, that was in '93. Crazy. Yeah, '97 yeah, was Lost Lost World. I almost said Lost Kingdom, oh, but yeah. Lost World. Not too proud of that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, talking about history, though. Our speaking of our ritual, the ritual 2.0 for this week, and Jacob, we're you know all Christopher Nolan fans here, and we just talk a little mm-hmm. bit of history. So. You uh, you just watched the Oppenheimer trailer offline just a few minutes ago. What did you think? I want to know all your guys' thoughts on Oppenheimer. Uh, Ken, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I finally... Uh, this trailer actually debuted two weeks ago. I didn't realize it had been this long. And I literally, for whatever reason, even though I'm a Christopher Nolanite, Nolanite is that word? <laughs> Um, that sounds right. I, yeah, Christopher Nolanite, just a disciple of Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Uh-huh. Um, it took me two weeks because I literally just finally watched it today on my lunch break. And um, first initial thoughts were that I loved how it didn't give much away, other other than the fact that it is on Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, and it will center around his creation of the uh, atomic bomb. Uh, spoiler alert for. Uh, those who aren't very in the know for <laughs> with historical thing, but the uh, in addition to it not really giving too much away, I love how it also didn't give away too much of the cast, which includes mm. Cillian slash Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, uh, among others. And um, dude, all I gotta say is that it gave me some Interstellar vibes when it was showing some of those particle shots. Sure, oh, yeah, right. I can see that. Yeah, so 
Um, I don't know. There was a lot. I, I had to look at the IMDb cast because I forgot um, who's in it. But um, I'll let you guys kind of jump in on on, on this. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Well, I also I don't think I watched the trailer right when it came out, but uh, I did watch it maybe like a week ago or something. And then, like Jeremy said, I just watched it a few minutes before uh, we started recording here. But um, honestly, I'm very, very excited for it. It does. Uh, I do like how uh, it doesn't give too much of the story away, like Ken said. But also just the, the way the, the trailer was, like how it showed, like, I guess, close-ups of explosions, possibly, you know, the explosion. It just made it really feel like cinematic, which is always what I adore adore i don't know if adore is the right word but like about christopher nolan's movies is that he's very you know um practical purposeful yeah with uh with uh everything that he puts on screen you know everything that he does like from the camera that he uses to you know the effects that he uses so i'm i'm always excited for a christopher nolan film but to also hear that he was able to recreate the atom- the first atomic bomb explosion with practical effects does make me even more excited for this movie. I hope, speaking of those explosions, as long as it doesn't look like a Michael Bay explosion <laughs> where it's like fire- oh, yeah. fireworks, <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh-huh. those aren't how explosions look like. <laughs> but yeah. so hopefully, you know, I trust Christopher Nolan enough to be like, for him to know what a explosion looks like. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, speaking of the cast, though, you did mention someone from uh, Josh and Drake <laughs> fame <laughs> is in this movie. I was like, how is Josh Peck in this movie? <laughs> the no, la- literally. The last movie I saw him in, which I remember you rewatched this movie recent, somewhat recently, Red Dawn <laughs> with uh, yep, Chris Hemsworth. That's the one. That's the one. That's the only other movie I've seen him in. Drake and Josh go Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, within there. this last decade or so, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> uh, true, true. But oh shoot, yeah. Hopefully, it's good, man. I agree. I think I think it will be. I think, uh, especially if Christopher Nolan will go through the trouble of creating an entire computer to simulate the black hole in Interstellar, I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I hope it's more interstellar than dunkirk just so that it would mm-hmm. you know be more rewatchable i think that's true mm-hmm. dunkirk george <laughs> where are we going <laughs> anyway right. i i feel like uh with with the cast i mean um i mean matt damon's in this rdj robert downey jr's in it florence Damn. Pugh, gary oldman from past christopher nolan movies uh, even Kenneth Branagh from Tenet. Tenet what? Uh, yeah, oh, Rami wow. Malek's in this movie. Jake uh, Jack Quaid from The Boys is in oh. this. Josh Hartnett, Casey Affleck from Interstellar. Speaking of Interstellar, dude, I feel like Christopher Nolan is gonna try to win an Oscar with this movie. That's dude, my hope. That, where's that Leo? Is a crazy cast. <laughs> yeah, he you needs know, Leo, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, and Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm assu- cast. <laughs> Am I assuming Michael Caine's already in that? Uh, it, I think he, he should. It's, he's not mentioned, but he'll probably have like a random <laughs> like cameo. <laughs> he better. 
I failed surprised. you, Master Wayne. <laughs> failed you. I failed you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, well, uh, Ken, we do have a TikTok for um, the Weekly Real podcast. Uh, what, do we, what kind of stuff do we post on there? Uh, well, we haven't posted anything. But for this is a new year, Some so stuff. it's a new yeah. weekly reel, um, and hopefully, maybe we'll get some movie reviews out. I mean, me and Jeremy were kind of talking about possible movies that we can review um, in the near future. Uh, but to kind of get the TikTok started again, uh, we will actually be posting some uh, recent clips from our actual podcast, uh, the last couple of podcast episodes where we share and reveal our top five movies of 2022. As well mm-hmm. as the top five most anticipated movies of 2023. So uh, I'll try to get that going within the next week or so. So be on the lookout for that. At Weekly Real Pod is where to follow us on TikTok. Yeah. And on Instagram, where we mostly live, there's a lot of updates on there and a lot of stuff that you can watch and look at. It's uh, at Weekly Real on Instagram. All right, guys, let's get into the episode with Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol because Tom Cruise returns in his best running form of all time (laughs) in these movies. If you guys haven't seen Mission Impossible 3 and Ghost Protocol, it is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen these movies, they came out a long time ago, so it's it's fine. But... um, (laughs) Topic one, guys. Binge or cringe? We're bringing it back, Ken. Binge or cringe? What is your... Okay, let's start off with Mission Impossible 3. What's one binge-worthy or cringe-worthy moment uh, from Mission Impossible 3? Jacob, you're first. Yeah, pick one. All right. So, you know, surprisingly, I was um, trying to think of a cringe... And I couldn't really think of one for Mission Impossible 3. Hmm. Oh, I got which, one. Oh, I got one. <laughs> I know there, there's definitely got to be some, but I, I don't know. Mission Impossible 3 was a, a pretty good movie for me. So I did pick a, a binge scene. Okay. And I think one of the most binge-worthy scenes for me personally is the bridge scene. Mm. Yeah. When, uh, the drone. The drone. Yeah, with the drone, the helicopter and it was just there was a lot going on it kind of seemed like a a a point in the movie where you kind of felt like something was about to happen Mm -hmm. but then i mean obviously on that scale being like you know really no regard for any civilian deaths or whatever they just uh, i can't i can't remember his name now what was his name which one oh Uh, owen Owen davian owen davian yeah yeah owen davian um but yeah he just was able to escape and then now you have this crazy dude on the loose and not only how good that scene was but basically how it sets up the whole rest of the movie i think and um yeah pretty much that the bridge scene you know you had tom cruise running in there you had tom cruise shooting guns in there jumping over big huge holes in the ground so i feel like it was you know just overall had kind of a little bit of everything Quick little nitpick about since you mentioned jumping over. Did he really need to jump over that hole? Couldn't he have just no. run around it? <laughs> I know. It's like they didn't give a good establish, establishing shot of like cars blocking the rest of that road. Yeah. But, you know, it's Tom Cruise. He's got to jump. 
<laughs> you have to do it the absolute most epic way you can. <laughs> that is true. But uh, yeah, that was uh, my uh, binge-worthy scene from Mission Impossible 3. I, I love... My favorite shot from that was when... Um, when Ethan Hunt is trying to get the gun out of the car mm, or whatever. The G36 in the truck? He, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, like, dude, he, like, literally explodes. Like, he bounces off a car. I was like, holy crap, yeah. that looked like it hurt. <laughs> but then the explosion was, like, behind him, but then he yeah. blew up, like, to his left. Sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool shot. It still looked like it hurt, like, though. I was like, oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Uh, Ken, do you have something for Mission Impossible 3? A cringe, possibly? Yes, I got to go cringe just yes. to kind of vary it up a little. Okay, mm-hmm. so for the first 80 to 90% of the movie, I love it's it probably in the mid 80s, which is really good for me. Mm-hmm. Really good because it reminds me of an episode of Lost because, I mean, J.J. Abrams directed it and you got movie mm-hmm. for, uh, music from Michael Giacchino. It's like literally Lost-esque um music <laughs> and i was like like literally every scene and i was like oh where's where's jack and where's kate and we gotta go back to the <laughs> island <laughs> but um right when uh i think in my opinion the best villain of the mission impossible series owen davian uh philip seymour hoffman r.i.p uh mm-hmm. right when he gets his head taken oh no like his whole body just disappears uh, because it, it gets run over by a, a huge truck i absolutely mm-hmm. hated every moment afterwards that, that <laughs> i did crazy. not like uh how julia with no training at all basically saves like the whole like mission it, it just didn't seem believable to me um yeah the the part where you know, she has to uh, do a makeshift defibrillator or whatever. That was kind of mm-hmm. brutal or whatever. But the they were trying to do a parallel between Ethan Hunt and um, oh my goodness, what what what's uh, Lindsay Ferris? Yeah, Lindsay Ferris's yeah, okay. things like with the whole you know the gun point shoot and all that stuff. I know they were trying to do some parallel like that, but dude, that was not realistic, and I just ha- absolutely hated the end of the movie. Yeah. And I feel like it distracted me from like me liking like the first 85 to 90 percent of the movie yeah i would have to agree for the most part um uh, the way that musgraves just like died he just walks in the room and gets shot it's uh-huh. like that's convenient <laughs> it's so <laughs> anticlimactic in that way i know like that yeah, the especially fight- with the uh no sorry go ahead no go ahead oh no go ahead I forgot. What As a, I was especially with like the whole twist that he's like, you know, oh, the yeah. traitor, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's how he dies. Just like that. It's kind of, I, I do get what you're saying. It is anticlimactic. Yeah. Cause it's like Ethan already beat him up a while ago. Kind of tricked him with like the whole, was it a pen? I think. Yeah. Uh, when he unlocked the handcuffs earlier on in the movie, but yeah, it just felt a little anticlimactic to me and, I guess the, that fight was okay between him and um, Davian. It was a little weird that mm-hmm. yeah. with the whole elbows <laughs> fight, yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah. I thought that was my favorite part of the the, the scene. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was it was interesting. <laughs> I was like, only Tom Cruise can pull that off. Yeah, seriously. 
I mean, but, he did have a what did they call it a a bug in his head or whatever they. Oh yeah, the little mini bomb thing. Yeah, a charge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna probably say my, my cringeworthy though is more of a nitpick, but it mm. always like now whenever I watch Mission Impossible Three, I can't you can't like unhear it. Is Tom Cruise just keeps like repeating lines over and over again. Like, like for example, I on, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah, and then, or, get down, get down, stay down, get down, I'm like, hurt, dude, they heard you, like, how many other times? And or the like, main one, don't die, don't die, don't yeah. die, <laughs> see, it's like, it's like that, or it's like, okay, we get it, it's intense, man, but it was, it reminds me, <laughs> when he's repeating these lines, it reminds me of this, Early 2000s, Tom Cruise, where you could kind of see that he's starting to go a little crazy, like on the Oprah Winfrey mm. show when he's like jumping on the couch and stuff. That's what <laughs> that it was around me. right around this time, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it reminds me of. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you don't need to remind me, Tom Cruise, that things were a little weird <laughs> for you're you. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those repeating those lines were. A little annoying, I think, watching it this time. This is more of a nitpick, but yeah, I still felt like it was a little annoying. <laughs> I can see that. All right, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Are you going to go binge-worthy this time or cringe-worthy? Uh, so, um, I don't know. There's one particular scene in this movie where I could just, you know, go cringe-worthy. But I think I'm going to stay on the positive side and go uh, binge-worthy again. Mm. And I think um, the most binge-worthy scene in this movie was the whole Dubai setup mm. scene. Because, first of all, it's Dubai. You know, It's always cool to see Dubai in a movie because, I mean, just the place itself is just kind of amazing. And then second of all, you have Tom Cruise using sticky gloves to climb up the side of the tallest building in the world mm-hmm. and then one fails at that point i'm like all right so this man just has to do this all himself <laughs> and he had then training for you have possible too <laughs> exactly it's true <laughs> but then after that you have the whole you know they have the meeting scene where they set up the two meetings mm-hmm. which took a lot of you know uh kind of like on the go thinking to make sure that all ran smoothly and then you have the chase through the sandstorm, mm-hmm. and then that little you know twist in there about oh it's actually uh, Cobalt or uh, what's his name again? Hendrix. Is it Cobalt? Hendrix. Kendricks. Kurt. <laughs> Kurt <laughs> Hendricks. Yeah. Jimmy. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jimmy's brother. <laughs> Jimmy's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a. Uh, it's it was a, definitely an entertaining scene, and. Uh, it was also a cool way to display what the IMF can do. That's true. Like, yeah. it was it just me though, or his sticky gloves kind of died really fast. Oh, very fast. <laughs> it was like, here's a little cool gadget, but then it only worked for like what five minutes of movie time. <laughs> yeah, if that. Like I think maybe f- I'd- five stories or five levels. Yeah. <laughs> I think because they were in Ghost Protocol, they were just um, scrounging uh, whatever that's gadgets. Because if that's you remember true. the uh, the mask maker 
also failed mm. miserably <laughs> in the middle mm-hmm. of uh, it processing it for for them right. to pretend to thing, and then they have to go without the masks during that whole thing. Right. So and then that's uh, why it had add, to be the two meetings, right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh-huh. to add to your thoughts, I love how it, everything did not run smoothly. So it added to the tension uh, within right. the the mission itself, and I love that uh, whenever they when whenever we do have these type of movies because when it goes too smoothly it's it's boring mm-hmm. but when just stuff goes wrong then that's that's when it's most entertaining i think i agree definitely i love how when he's in the sandstorm he conveniently still has the the goggles in his jacket too <laughs> yeah that's true puts them in his jacket like an hour earlier in the movie almost <laughs> Yeah. Well, they, remember like the guy—he gets pat, patted down, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Yeah," what is that? And he's like, "Oh," he's like, mm. he does the Tom Cruise thing, <laughs> smile, <laughs> smile slash smirk. He's uh, well for me. Um, I gotta go binge because I wanted. I did cringe mm. for Mission Impossible Three. I gotta go binge worthy, and I guess my second favorite because. <laughs> Jacob, I, Jacob did a really good job of explaining, I guess, the highlight of the movie. I enjoyed the Kremlin mission because mm. it really felt oh. like a Mission Impossible movie. Because, mm. you know, the first movie felt like a Mission Impossible movie. You know, obviously it's the original. The second one, straight away. And then the third one seemed more of like an action blockbuster type. So mm-hmm. some of the espionage, other than the Vatican stuff. Um, kind of it 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 kind of removed itself from doing this spycraft Mission Impossible stuff, and so when they did the Kremlin mission, mm. where obviously they gotta impersonate um, the general and then his uh, assistant, and we get to see the whole dynamic now of um, Benji and Ethan alongside, you know, like sh- like uh, just alongside each other on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You get to see that mentor-mentor-e type um, dynamic between the two. And then also you get to see the cool gadgets. You get the whole projector thing, that little dro- water drop thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> There was like a lot of uh, other cool gadgets that do get presented here and then obviously it ends horribly with the Kremlin being like destroyed and bombed to hell. So again, I I bring back the whole, that mission didn't go well at all and they even had to abort. And so I felt like that mission was, uh, was a good way to uh, start off uh, ghost protocol in terms of like the mission impossible part of it. Right. Yeah, true. the Kremlin was yeah another good mission. Because I know we're not doing best or favorite mission this time around, but yeah, I, I would have probably chose the Kremlin one because the mm-hmm. the the Mission Impossible ness of <laughs> of it is uh, is all there. Yeah, they could have played the Mission Impossible theme throughout the whole thing if they really wanted to. If they really wanted to be cheesy about it yeah um but uh yeah dude i i just like benji in action uh, in the field and not just like uh the man in the chair type role that he usually is in (laughs) because he has been trying to get into the field for a while yeah that that they uh then i remember like in the beginning of the movie 
uh, Ethan's like, Benji, what are you doing here? Like, like oh, he's I, so surprised that he's there. <laughs> I passed the field test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is actually my binge-worthy is Benji's addition to the team for yes. for this movie. For just generally Benji. Because I'm going to just say it right now. Declan in Mission Impossible 3, very forgettable. <laughs> like sometimes very. I forgot he was there. Um, yeah. Like I didn't know... He was yeah. He just wasn't memorable. He didn't really stick out from anyone in the group. I'm like, okay, at least Luther's still here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get Luther in four. Or a book goes for the most protocol. part, he had for a cameo most... at the end. Yeah, just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Benji was like his chemistry with Tom Cruise. Uh, his comedic timing is perfect. So it's just, mm-hmm. and obviously this kid. Ca- this carries on into like the future movies too, so I'm glad. I don't. Would they ever bring Declan back for something? Maybe he'll die like Emilio Estevez in the first one. <laughs> I hope so. But I would actually like to see like some some uh, returning cast, you know, show up for Dead Reckoning, like the Australian guy mm. from Two. <laughs> yeah maybe or uh i, for- I forgot his name yeah so, like i feel like there are some other teammates like even jeremy renner wasn't in fallout so that's true i would, lo- I would love to see luther's soul patch make a return oh yeah <laughs> see that's what i'm saying <laughs> oh shoot glad to hear that uh jeremy renner's doing okay though yes. after his accident oh yeah, yeah for sure that's scary uh, terrifying yeah. i Getting run over by a snowplow? Yeah, at first you're like, how big is a snowplow? Then you look up uh-huh. his snowcat. His snowplow? Yeah. yeah. And it's ginormous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like getting run over by a tank. Literally. How is he still alive? <laughs> I, have, I, have I have no, no idea. idea. It's because he's an analyst. Maybe that's he's... Because uh... he's the strongest <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> strongest Avenger. All right, guys, let's jump into topic two. I want to know your thoughts on the twists or reveals from each film. Let's start with uh, Mission Impossible 3. I forgot who goes first. Ken goes first? Jacob. Jacob. Darn it. (laughs) 50-50 chance. (laughs) You got it wrong, bro. (laughs) All right. So, um... One twist that I'm definitely going to point out for Mission Impossible 3 is the fact that Julia was not dead in the chair mm. when mm. Mr. Owen Davian shot uh, his translator. Yeah, correct? yeah the translator. That right? Failed, okay. That failed the master, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> He failed the master. <laughs> yeah, but that, I say, especially with how it opened with the beginning of that scene and then obviously a very very tense scene because it's literally his wife now or not Mm. now but in the movie now (laughs) yeah um you know getting shot right in front of him and you really see like you know once it gets to the to the actual scene in the middle of the movie like props to tom cruise on his acting right there that was looked pretty uh intense on his part he always had the one teardrop the whole movie uh like ready to go (laughs) (laughs) it's just ready to go Saving it for later. But yeah, and then like um, 
Owen Davian, like like you said, he definitely is one of the, if not the best villain in the Mission Impossible series. So um, with that twist, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I genuinely thought she was dead the first time I watched it. And I was like, all right, this man's Tom Cruise is about to go crazy and like kill everybody here. But then, you know, twist, she's not dead, which is kind of good, but also like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Not saying that it's good that his wife would have died, but it would have added a different aspect to the movie. Yeah. I, I would have liked it because then it would have, <laughs> it would have, oh, yeah. it would have taken away from Julia saving everyone. Which That's is the true. worst That's part true. of the movie. But who would save Ethan then? <laughs> Ethan? Yeah, he has to turn on the power again. Well they could have <laughs> While he's dead. They, well they didn't have to send it. They didn't have to send the team back home. You know, they could have just had had them in Shanghai somewhere. They could have had the team saved. True. Just send like Luther. why do they why do they have to send them back home? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they just all get arrested. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, for me, uh, well, I'm glad that um, Jacob mentioned uh, the whole re- twist, I guess, of Julia actually not being shot. Well, side note. The opening, you know, like when they jumped ahead in the timeline, that first scene is is a good hook. I was like, oh, man, this is going to mm-hmm. be an all time movie uh, just because the acting, the way it was shot was uh, was great. The acting between Philip Seymour Hoffman and Tom Cruise was so good. Top notch. Right. Um, but I'm glad that Jacob mentioned um, that Julia Twist not being killed and was the translator because then. Immediately after that, we get the whole Musgrave heel turn <laughs> uh, because, you know, you know, like I felt like the movie the whole time was um, blaming Brazel. Uh, wait, was it uh, Lawrence Fishburne as uh, the, you know, the puppet master, I guess, pulling yeah. the strings and helping out Davian uh, and the micro dot that. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I keep forgetting Lindsay Carrie Russell's name. Lindsay Ferris. I haven't watched this movie in a while before last uh, last couple of days, but um, yeah, they made it seem like it came from Brazel's uh, office or whatever. So the double heel and face turn of Musgrave and Brazel respectively uh, was really good. And uh, one last honorable mention for a reveal. I loved the fact that I completely forgot Julia's brother, Rick was actually played by, <laughs> Oh yeah, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. 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 When I heard his voice, I was like, "Is that? Oh yeah." Yeah, he just looks smaller. Uh huh. <laughs> and he had like a lot of hair. I was like, "Yeah, Holy crap, yeah. weird." <laughs> See him like that. But yeah, it's like early two thousands skater boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mm-hmm. listening to Green Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, shoot, guys. There, I guess there's not too many reveals, but okay. Honestly, the the reveal for Musgraves was kind of like meh to me a little bit, but because mm. but I actually, you know, it's been a while since I rewatched the movie, so I was like, wait a minute, wasn't Musgraves the bad guy? Like, why is why is everyone like pointing at Lawrence Fishburne? Um, but I would have actually believed it being Lawrence Fishburne if it was my first time watching because it's Lawrence mm. Fishburne. You normally <laughs> like a big name actor, you're going to put them in a bigger role. 
<laughs> so he didn't really do much in this movie rather <laughs> than true. like it's like are you sure Lindsay Ferris was competent <laughs> did you just throw a title at me <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he had so many good lines, but a lot of them were super corny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, man. and you know how I like my sleep, <laughs> or something like that, and I do like my sleep. How I about the something. reveal that uh, they basically hinted that uh, Ethan Hunt and Lindsay Ferris, li- <laughs> basically the Ethan's little sister, kind <clears> of... It's like, did, did you the, and the Lindsay... Yeah. Did, did the the Mission Impossible. <laughs> remember that joke, Jake? Do you remember what Luther said? No. <laughs> Can't do. <Yeah. laughs> so, so, you know, he's asking, so, so were you and Lindsay like a, a thing? It's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he was like. Uh, it's like, she's you. like my little sister. He's like, did you and your little sister. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Luther was so good in this. <laughs> oh shoot! One uh, part I just wanted to point out uh, was when uh, uh, Ethan first puts on the the mask with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's face, mm-hmm. and then Luther says, "Congratulations on getting engaged," and then he goes, "Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you." Yeah. But it's obviously <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman with a lip sync of Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. It was like the way he like padded and the way uh-huh. he, he was like, nothing. "Thank you, yeah. <laughs> thank you." <laughs> I think uh, both Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, and Tom Cruise did really good jobs of impersonating one another. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt like Philip Seymour Hoffman, but remember when he was, they were going down the manhole from the, the Lamborghini and he yeah. did the Tom Cruise look or whatever, but it was, <laughs> but it was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dude, remember when he's also um, heading to, to the bathroom and he's like jumping and like <laughs> across things like as if he's like hella like mobile, like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Climbing up that, uh, what was it? It was like the inside of, a uh, of the Vatican. Yeah, it was just the inside of the, the vat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, do you, do you guys remember, uh, that movie along came Polly? No, I have not seen it. <gasps> what? Well, not giving any way, any spoilers, but Philip Seymour Hoffman is in a movie with Jennifer Aniston and, and, um, Oh my God, Ben Stiller. And mm. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman basically plays Ben Stiller's best friend or whatever. And then in the movie, he was like clearing his throat a lot. And so when uh, Tom Cruise as playing as uh, Owen, Owen Davian in the bathroom, remember they're still waiting for the voice yeah. to load up. When he was like, he <laughs> kept clearing his throat just to buy a little bit of time. It reminded me of Along Came Polly. When you guys watch that movie, remember that um, Remember that scene. <laughs> well, we'll check it out at some point. I'm guessing it's a comedy if Ben Stiller's in it. It's a, Yeah, it's a comedy. All right, Jacob, what's your... Um, which reveal do you want to mention for Ghost Protocol? Well, there's actually, uh, I feel like there's a lot of little reveals and small twists in this movie, but I guess it wouldn't be a Mission Impossible movie without that. But I'm going to go with, uh, I cannot remember 
what Jeremy Renner's name was in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Brant. 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 That's right. Yeah. Brant? Yeah. Right? I think With a T. T at the end? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, um, the whole thing about him being on the security detail that was supposed to be protecting Ethan and Julia. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole thing where he goes to do something else, but then the wife he comes back his security details dead and the wife is like gone yeah and um that whole thing and you're just like whoa like that's crazy how like you know full circle he's back here you know working with ethan hunt but then at the very end of the movie when ethan you know they're sitting there at the pier and you see oh what is uh ethan hunt looking over in the distance at it turns out to be julia who Mm -hmm. he's just you know seeing from a distance but then also jerem uh sorry brant finding out that you know she's not actually dead and that you know everything's good between the two of them and so i thought it was a really good twist and resolve mm-hmm. so hmm hmm okay i'm gonna steal uh the the order a little bit because that's also my reveal but i actually mm. think I like the setup. I wish she was actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> because then she would be uh, dead in uh, Fallout. A spoiler right. for next season. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she doesn't get with the guy from Interstellar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I like that setup, that whole story of the um, Croatia and all that stuff. But for her to survive, I or it's fine or whatever. But I would have liked to have more drama between those two characters, mm. for that she is like still dead. Right. It felt too easy of a of a resolve for that drama. But yeah, but I really like I the see setup what you're of saying. it. Yeah, I think it also um, shows how good ethan hunt is at at what he does true so he was able to secretly keep her alive even while like literally the person working his security detail thought that she was like dead and like cut up into pieces so i think i see what you're saying but then also i think if you think about it from the perspective that how much ethan had to do to ensure her safety that it kind of it's a little better maybe hmm I see that. Yeah, it definitely rises uh, Ethan Hunt's skills more. Is that why mm-hmm. he was in... And that's why he was in prison in the beginning, right? Right, because he killed the six Serbians, I believe? Supposedly. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that was like a cover-up, cover story, because I think they needed a, a cover story for him to be in that particular prison so that he could gather intel on uh Right. Hmm. Oh <laughs> yeah, they said it super fast at the end. I was like, "Yeah, I'll ask them." Yeah, later. I don't think I have ever caught that. <laughs> it's amazing what subtitles will do because I didn't catch that either until this <laughs> latest rewatch. <laughs> subtitles are underrated, man. Uh, they're very underrated. <laughs> um, I guess. Well, I'm going last on this one. Um, it's, I guess, my favorite. Uh, I guess plot twist or reveal from uh ghost protocol which is actually they didn't have too many surprisingly 
even though I feel like this is one of the better Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. fact that Brent was initially introduced as an analyst, and then mm. you, as you watch uh, Jeremy Renner um, continue throughout the movie, we realize that he's not an actual analyst, and he was an actual field agent or whatever. And uh, I want to highlight that one scene after, I guess, uh, things go horribly, and they're in that kind of safe house or whatever, and then... Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is putting the puzzle pieces together and they do that whole thing with the gun where, Mm -hmm. oh man, it was so quick Uh with the way they pulled guns on each other. I was like, dude, what analyst does this? And I was like, oh (laughs) shit, this is good. And I felt like they could have like battled for a little bit, but no. Mm, That would have been. It would have been nice. That's true. That's true. It was a nice, uh, quick, underrated scene, I think for me. Ooh, Mm. I wonder who would win in real life, Jeremy Renner or Tom Cruise. Come on, Tom Cruise, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh he Maybe right him. now. Shake <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think I'm just not gonna say anything now. <laughs> and I'm pleading the fifth on that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. It's too good. All right, guys. Well, we like to involve the audience here uh, on the Weekly Reel. I want to ask, which movie actually had your favorite mission? Wait, how do you say this again? <laughs> impossible, impossible Mission, mission Force. Force. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, impossible Mission Force team. Which which movie had your favorite? The third one with uh, Declan? <laughs> or is it the one with, <laughs> with Paula Patton? You know what I mean? Like, it's already, you, you already know. <laughs> and benji and jeremy renner you know you got the strongest benji. avenger in there you got freaking Shaun of the dead i don't know you got scotty scotty <laughs> forgot about that i feel like the only redeeming thing for three is luther uh <laughs> talking about little sisters <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> i don't know about, yeah just luther in general is always good yeah but i mean Come on, Declan, Paula Patton. I'm, I think I'm going with the one that doesn't have Declan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, bro. I'm going to go with the one that has, drives or flies helicopters, Declan. Because <laughs> I'm always copying. <laughs> uh, where can they uh, email their answer to us, though, Ken? Oh, uh, man. Well, if you want <laughs> if, if you want to try to... I guess argue on behalf of the IM, IMF team from Mission Impossible Three. Uh, s- send us an email to just some random one because we don't want to read it. I'm just kidding. It's weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. And with that, let's take a quick break. All right. Well, welcome back from the break. And so, um, again, with this uh, different kind of format that we do have for our franchise rewatch for Mission Impossible, uh, let's get right into topic three. And so we introduced this as a new segment in our previous Mission Impossible episode. We're doing um, another round of this or that. And just to remind everyone from the previous episode, we're going to do a random drawing between Jeremy and I where um, Jeremy... Uh, and I will kind of pick uh, random poker chips out of uh, this hat behind me, uh, my lucky 49ers hat. 
uh, where we will have to argue on a specific topic uh, between Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So let me grab my hat right now and the poker chips. And so we'll have the white poker chip represent Mission Impossible 3 and the red poker chip um, representing Mission Impossible Gross Protocol. So we're going to toss this right into the hat here. And just to reveal what our next topic is for topic three, we're going to be arguing best gadget. And so, Jeremy, for best gadget, you will be arguing on behalf of Mission Impossible 3. Ooh, okay. This is interesting because I felt like there's not too many... Gadgets in Mission Impossible 3 compared to 4. I feel like I'm forgetting one. I have them listed. Uh, like, yeah, go ahead. List some. So I do have one. That There was like that weird orange goo that broke uh, Ovian da- Owen Davian out of the, the armored vehicle. Uh, that's true. Um, the charge in uh, Lindsay Ferris's Lindsay's head and mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt's head. Uh, the... Mm-hmm pretty cool little photo like what do you call that instant uh printer instant <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. oh that was fast that laser print uh laser pointer that calculated how far ethan needed to rappel down from the vatican wall and then it that line actually took his regular oh, dhl yeah. clothes Ooh, off that I was like actually that pretty one. cool and then that we got to see the mask being created for the first time it's pretty cool Ooh, would you count? Um, I guess you wouldn't really count this. What? Um, what is? What did Luther say it's called again? When he jumps, Ken, a pendulum. The, oh, the uh, no, the uh, shoot. The, we always forget it every time. <laughs> <laughs> full, 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 fulcrum. Fulcrum. Oh, fulcrum. Fulcrum. Yes. Yeah. Does that count? No, I'm just kidding. No, because we were we were I talking probably... about that in our favorite movie of all time. Fast Nine, when the car did the the fulcrum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Family movies. Family movies. <laughs> um, I would probably go with the charge in the head, uh, as because it almost killed freaking Tom Cruise, man, and the the shock factor when you see Lindsay die, I think has always been. Mm. My, yeah, it's like it was like, oh, thank you, Ethan. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Pah! I'm like, Grr! I remember as a kid, because yeah. by the time, mm-hmm. one, I, yeah, I was like ten years old when this came out, and seeing Lindsay just die like that, I'm like, ah! <laughs> and her eyes are like going like two different yeah, ways different, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a bit, yeah, it's a bit traumatizing to see someone's brains blow up. From the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That was brutal. And, and plus, um, Brazel did raise a really good point. <laughs> the fact that they didn't all blow up in that helicopter when that charge went off, it, it was just by sheer luck. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, eh, okay, he raises a pretty good point. That was pretty cool. Um, obviously, now I'm arguing on behalf of uh, Ghost Protocol. I feel like that's kind of unfair because... Dude, first of all, in the beginning of the movie, we get Hannaway played by Josh Holloway. I got that right, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got that weird mini inflatable bounce house cushiony thing that just came out of Dude, nowhere when he jumped off that tower. That was so sick. 
Yeah, that Did is. Did he need to throw cool. it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it with style. Come on. He is uh, yeah. a member of the IMF. Oh, my sure. God. And, and he only had like one scene. So I was like, I, I got to make it count. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, speaking of Lost, obviously, this is the same actor who played Sawyer, and he was totally just playing an agent version of Sawyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, little also, mannerisms. Yeah, dude. Exactly. He was just, uh, I was like, oh. And even <laughs> even before he gets shot and he, uh, what was it, Moreau, the the, the blonde assassin, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, damn. You know, he was about, he was about <laughs> to hit on her. <laughs> just the way, like Sawyer would. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, th- some of the other um, gadgets in Ghost Protocol that... Um, that drip water dripping sound thing that um mm-hmm. that uh benji know. used yeah i <laughs> just wanted to make to see if i could make the sound yeah. i can't oh that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty but, good yeah. but that was pretty cool and obviously in that same scene you got the projector little thing mm-hmm. that um projected what seemed like an empty ha- uh, hallway then um, in the in Dubai in the hotel they had that thing to change the hotel numbers. I don't know how mm. they came up with that thing. Uh, Brian Meth man, yeah, I know. <laughs> Brent wearing that uh, that suit, or whatever, so that he yeah. could kind of go through the, uh, the 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 big computer thing with right. the remote control robot that had magnets. Magnets. Forget that. <laughs> And I love how uh, Benji was like, just, just jump, just do it. Just, yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll catch, catch you. Just, and then I catch, catch you. you. <laughs> and I'll catch you. <laughs> and then, obviously, the gloves. Blue is glue. Red mm. is dead. Dead. <laughs> um, I think just for sheer like tension, I got to go with the gloves just because even though they didn't work, <laughs> it was still my favorite thing because I was like, oh, my God, the... The right glove doesn't work. Now he has to just use one, and then he's got to somehow break through the... Wi- oh, my God. It was just mm-hmm. oh, so crazy. Do you think Tom Cruise actually did that thing where the the rope was too short, and then he did that little... Uh, you know, <laughs> he, did another, he did another fulcrum. Basically another fulcrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a mini fulcrum. <laughs> and then he actually like was still too high. <laughs> Oh my head. God! When he, when he like literally, yeah, he was too high, and he cut the thing, and then uh, uh-huh. freaking Brent and uh, oh my Jane. goodness, Jane, yeah, Jane, yeah, they had to catch him. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> Those are some strong pants that Brent was wearing, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. The fact that they didn't rip or fall down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, shoot, Jane's about to pull this guy's pants down. I know. Got strong belts. <laughs> that was strong belt. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! But yes, that was uh, topic three. So Jacob, you're a referee for this segment. Um, who do you agree more with, uh, Jeremy, on behalf of Mission Impossible Three, or myself with Ghost Protocol? Hmm. Remind hmm. me again which one you went with, Ken, for uh, w- Ghost Protocol. I went the with the, with blue equals glue and red equals oh. dead. <laughs> Blue is glue and red is dead. Hmm. Hey. Versus the uh, uh, charge it? in the brain. <laughs> Versus the charge in the brain. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the head. Well, or... got black bolted. 
Uh, that, that is, that's a tough one because those are obviously two very, very uh, different. <laughs> different One's and a little unique. more fun. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess they could both be fun depending on who's having fun. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, man. I think I'm going to have to go with... Ooh, this is tough. By the way, we don't win anything. It's just bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, right, and right, if, right. Philip Seymour Hoffman did say it, it, it was fun. It was fun for me. It's like, like, it's I like think I was going to have... It was just like he smoked a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with the charge in the head. What? Sweet. No. I'm surprised because there's not a lot of <laughs> gadgets in three, but yeah. It's well, because if you think about if you're in- inserting a charge into someone's head to get that thing in there without damaging their brain, first of all, second of all, True. to make it explode small enough just to where it affects the person who has it inside their head. So I feel like that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. And... With I, it's really close with the glove too because the glove is at such a great part of the movie and its failure just adds so much like tension. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I guess in terms of them being just gadgets and not really relying on what point in the movie they showed up or how big of a part they played in the movie, then um, you know I think I'm gonna have to go with the the little charge in the head because that's I'm not gonna lie that's pretty impressive. Doesn't that mean Ethan still has that charge in his head? That exactly, no, precisely. It blew, it blew up when he got defibrillated. I mean, does that mean it's I, just deactivated? Or I yeah, think it just like there. shorted out in there, right? Yeah, he he still has it in there. Yeah, like the parts. Yeah. This whole time, dude. That's why. Wow. That's why he's just randomly just jumping off of thing and running with high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise actually stuck a. Explosive up his head, and that's what's making him do all these stunts. Imagine at the end of Dead Reckoning Part Two, the explosive goes off, and that's how it ends. <laughs> it's like Julia, boom! It'd be like, <laughs> dang it! I knew I should have went with the mini inflatable bounce house thing. <laughs> yeah, that. See, I, I before you explained to me the rules, I was thinking about choosing that one for myself. Ah, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's cool. pretty uh, intuitive i mean like how small was that thing that he threw and then yeah, inflated it into that ginormous thing with that's pretty like durable obviously to be able to Dang. catch him and not pop mm-hmm. and you it know, inflated I, really fast it did yeah exactly it's, that's insane saved his life Briefly, literally, for like literally thirty <laughs> briefly. seconds before he before he died, before he died from James Bond's wife. Yeah, no. shoot. Oh yeah, that is James Bond's wife, or the inspector. Uh, oh and, yeah, or the muse yeah, in right. um, uh, French Dispatch. Yeah, that's a callback to one of our episodes. Go listen to the French Dispatch on yes. Spotify yes. and Apple Podcasts. Still not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> oh man by the way if i had to pick one from mission impossible 3 i think i'd like that laser pointer thing that the, the way he actually repelled down was very smooth. right it, mm, it yeah. was a callback to the first one that's true mm-hmm. 
That's true. All right. Topic four, guys. This or that. Uh, we're going to do the same thing, so I'm going to throw the poker chips back into the Niner hat. Um, Jeremy, this time we're going to be arguing. Well, we're going to do the same thing we oh, did in the last episode. Yeah. Best Tom Cruise run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeremy, you will All be right, arguing on behalf of. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ghost protocol. All Solid. right. I feel this is the one. Like they they both have a lot of Tom Cruise runs. <laughs> uh, the fourth one, Ghost Protocol. You have to go with the Dubai one when he starts running after supposedly Winstrom. Like, Winstrom, but it's actually Hendrix <laughs> Cobalt. Mm-hmm. You know, when he starts running down, like you can see the sandstorm behind him and he's doing the run. <laughs> he's, he's like, and the camera's all low, making him look all big and tall. Dude, it made the, the high knees even higher, bro. <laughs> yeah. And the, the hands were straighter than ever before. <laughs> it's like very straight. He has a very linear run, man. But that's yeah, how, that's how he runs so fast. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, there's no air resistance or anything. <laughs> He's so powerful that air resistance is nothing. Uh-uh. By the way, did you see, like, at, notice at the end, uh, after the sandstorm ends and obviously Cobalt gets away, you see how far he ran? <laughs> <laughs> you saw how far the building was? I was like, holy shit, he ran hella far. In his defense, he did steal someone's car for... Just a little bit, though. He didn't oh, even yeah, go that far on the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's he true. probably went uh, faster. I'm like, why did you get in a car? You're faster on foot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that that shot, you know, with the whole sandstorm behind him. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the way, unofficial Yinsen Award to Hendrix. Uh, I didn't realize he had that much uh, <laughs> that much cardio in him. <laughs> I didn't realize he could, <laughs> he, he could keep up with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was like, this is unrealistic. Tom Cruise is too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess for me, I got to unfortunately argue on behalf of Mission Impossible 3. All I got (laughs) is two words. Tonkai! 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 (laughs) Dude, he's on his phone. He's like literally yeah. jumping all over rooftops, and then like literally, he, when he when he makes it to the uh, the river, and he's literally just cursing, or I don't know what he's saying to these uh, Chinese people or whatever. I was like <laughs> dying. Oh my god, it's arguably the best Tom Cruise run ever. That's true. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> I agree. He had to run I'm like in. a mile, right? Like yeah. I think it was like two movie. miles. No, no, it was a mile. It and then a make mile. a oh, it was a mile. It was a mile. <laughs> and then like make a left or something. Yeah. yeah. Did we did we time it in real time? How was his mile <laughs> <Dude>. split? <laughs> Probably did he it under four. Insanely fast. <laughs> oh. I love that that shot where it like zooms out. <laughs> it's like it's it's staying on him forever, dude. <laughs> and then it slowly starts to zoom out. I'm like, damn. That was like the start of the the modern day Tom Cruise run, yes, right there. That's yeah. true. So go ahead, Jake. Oh give God. give your favorite. <laughs> well, uh, those are two very very uh, strong arguments. Um, man, another hard one. Gosh, 
All right, I'm gonna give my points for both, and then I'll make my final decision. All right. Okay. So for uh, Mission Impossible Three, you are right. That is like one of the, you know, most iconic Tom Cruise runs, and then also, like Jeremy said, one of the uh, first for his modern era run types. But you look at Mission Impossible Four, the way they shot it, like Jeremy said, how it was low, it did make the Tom Cruise run more Tom Cruisey than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got the low shot so like you said can the high knees and Jerry, yeah. the arms are straighter than ever that, and then yeah, the fact that, that he's running through a sandstorm <laughs> and then the chance that he has still has the goggles in his jacket yeah i don't know there's a lot of luck in that too but but oh man then the intensity of his running in mission impossible 3 oh man this is tough this is tough I think I'm gonna have to go with Mission Impossible Three, mm. <laughs> because I don't it's you, just man. it's just so iconic, you know. It is. That might be like the highlight of that entire movie. <laughs> I, think I think so. so. <laughs> well, I think his I running think so. scenes are the highlights of all his movies. <laughs> I love when he like to highlight that shot again that Ken mentioned when the missile explodes behind Tom Cruise. And, like, he does mm. do his Tom Cruise run for, like, a little bit. And then he gets right. blown away. That's, That's so right. good. That was a good one, too. <laughs> and or, or, or when he's, like, remember, he's, a, he's, escape, he's escaping the hospital, too? He, he, oh, he, yeah. was, he was cut <laughs> off there, too. <laughs> it's like they keep, they keep slowing down the Tom Cruise run until the very end. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah, then they give you an extra Shanghai. long one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like those scenes were like foreplay of Tom Cruise runs <laughs> where they just kind of <laughs> yeah, you off. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> and then here we'll give you the main event. <laughs> you know, an awkward Tom Cruise run, though, was actually in Ghost Protocol when he runs into the car parking lot, you know, that the final battle happens. And like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it's just kind of this weird, it's like, it's not shot low, it's shot a little bit higher, uh-huh. and a little bit yeah. further. And then he's like all straight <laughs> and doing his Tom Cruise run, but it looked a little weird <laughs> if you go yeah, back like and his, watch it. His like upper body isn't moving at all. It's just his legs and his arms. So he's like, <laughs> it's so and it's so hard to replicate because, like you said, he doesn't move like his pelvis, his upper body at all. It's just his arms and his legs, mm-hmm. and his neck is so straight and yeah. face forward. And you have to have this. Very intense, like, like looking your yeah, eyes. You gotta be like flexing your neck the entire time you run. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to replicate. <laughs> oh my goodness! I will say in, in that, I will say in Ghost Protocol's uh, defense, he did have better hair in it, so I felt like his hair looked really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nice and flowy. Oh my mm. god, I feel like we could dissect uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise runs. For full podcast episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. Woo. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, you know, <laughs> we've come to the part of the episode now where we're going to incorporate more competition. Where the Guest Around Tomatoes competition has tightened up in the last couple of weeks. And so the current mm. score now, especially on a week now where we have... What, six points up for grab? Three points each for Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Our current score is Jeremy at 25. I'm now pulling a little bit closer at 22. 
And because now we're talking about two movies, there's a distinct possibility at the guess. Well, Jacob is going to pl- be playing for the guests because he is our guest. Mm-hmm. They're at f- 15. So we're going to start with Mission Impossible 3. So, Jacob, what is your guess? Ah, let's see. A lot of thought did have to go into this because, you know, you got to think about Rotten Tomatoes versus like what an audience score might be. Mm-hmm. But I went ahead and I gave Mission Impossible 3 a 79. 79. Okay, perfect. Jeremy? 79. Uh, I guess 76. 76. Shoot. (laughs) All right. I actually am the Russian judge in this. I'm guessing 74%. So let's go check out um, Rotten Tomatoes. And with a tomato meter with 224 reviews... Mission Impossible 3 got a fresh 71%. Oh, no! dang. <laughs> dang it. I knew I was too high. All right. Man. So with three points, I am now elevated to 25. Jeremy got second place. He gets the Damn. extra point. He's at 26. And uh, Jacob, on behalf of the guests, is at 15. He was a little, he overshot it just a little bit. Overshot it, man. All right, redemption. Quick redemption, because we are now guessing for Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Jacob, what is your guess? All right, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I have to go with a fresh rating of 82. 82%. Okay. Jeremy? I'm guessing 92. Ooh. 92. I guess um, Jacob's the Russian judge because I'm literally right in the middle at 87%. (laughs) Oh, shoot. All right. So um, we're looking up Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and with a tomato meter of 253 reviews. Tomato meter for Ghost Protocol is 93%. Jeremy gets the full three points. 93? Damn, that's crazy. So now, basically, we just trade points. Jeremy gets the full three points. He's at 29. I get the one point, and I'm... Back to within three again at 26 points. And, ooh, the guess. Not looking good. Not looking good. <laughs> at 15. <I> <laughs> and so, um, by the way, did you no. guys want to guess the audience score for both uh, Mission Impossible 3 and uh, Ghost Protocol? Jacob, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, for I say audience score for Mission Impossible 3 is uh, 85. Okay. How about I'm saying... You, 80. Mm, 69%. That really? Been, uh, Joe Ash happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that low? Well, yeah. That's really? I, I guess they hated uh, the end also, just like me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Ghost Protocol, what do you guys think what the audience score is? Uh, shoot. I'm going to go... Uh, 90? 94. Okay. Oof, you guys overshot it again. 76? Never Damn. What? They were tough. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Wow. 
But you know what? The audience score really doesn't matter, especially in the guest Rotten Tomato score. And oh, yeah. it also doesn't matter in the next and final award. Actually, it's only our only award for this <laughs> for this format. <laughs> the I Love You 3000 Award, where we rate both Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, rating between 1 and 3000. Let's start with Mission Impossible 3. Jacob, what is your personal rating? So my personal rating for Mission Impossible 3 out of 3000 is going to be 2580, which comes out to 86%. And I gave it that because um, I, when I first started watching Mission Impossible was when Mission Impossible 3 came out and I probably watched this movie like way more times than I can count. (laughs) So I think that's why I rated it so high, even though it's, I mean, obviously not the best of the Mission Impossibles, but yeah, I give it a solid 86. Hmm. Okay. Jeremy? Uh, I gave it a 25-20 out of 3,000, so 84%. I think, like Jacob, I think this was basically my introduction. Maybe the second one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this is probably the, <laughs> my true introduction to the Mission Impossible universe. And, um, yeah. But watching it this time, did the ending does falter mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. But the high knees and Tom Guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that saves the whole movie. That, that never saves gets the whole old. movie. <laughs> that never gets old. Holy shit. Well, um, and we'll discuss this a little bit later on. I, I was having trouble trying to rate this uh, Mission Impossible 3. That was the most difficult one. I settled on 2220, 74%. Mm. Still a very fresh movie. I liked most of it, I think, <laughs> during my cringe-worthy, uh, um, I guess, for topic one, you, you'll know why it didn't get the full, like, higher score. <laughs> 74% <laughs> is for me. 22-20. So, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Jacob, how would you rate it? So, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, I definitely think it's a better movie <laughs> in uh, many different ways. But I ended up giving it a 26.85 out of 3,000, which comes out to 89.5%. And, um, well, I've been looking forward to Mission Impossible 4 for a long time because I did, like I said, I started watching Mission Impossible at MI3. And um, for that to come out, for San Francisco to be featured in it, for... um, Briefly. Yeah, (laughs) briefly. For just, I mean, it was it was a quality movie, you know. And then that was like one of the first movies that the the i eight was in. And you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, electric BMW car with the heads up display. So yeah. I think it was a great movie. Great movie. Agreed. How how much do you, did you also agree with uh, Jacob? Uh, I won't. I basically raised it the same amount. Like the margins <laughs> were basically the same. So I'm going twenty six ten out of three thousand and eighty seven percent. Oh. So I gave it pretty high too. Uh, it's it's basically the start of the the Mission Impossible that we know now. Yes, mm-hmm. I I gave it a very close score to Jeremy. <laughs> it was weird. I thought you were reading off my notes. I'm giving it a twenty six oh four, which mm-hmm. equals eighty six point eight percent. Again. I feel like this had a lot of heavy lifting to do because it basically transitioned 
everything that we saw from Mission Impossible Three into the uh, the next uh, couple in for Rogue Nation and Fallout, because really this is the one. This is the um, I think the the pivot point, right? Pivot and pivot. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like this is definitely uh, an underappreciated movie sometimes, and I feel like this one's the one that kicks the franchise up a notch and gave it more life um, to mm-hmm. where we're going to do. We're looking forward to more movies. And obviously we're looking forward to the new one, uh, Dead Reckoning, part one, uh, later this year. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's already here, finally. Crazy. But enough about Mission Impossible, just briefly, because Jeremy... Next week, we will be covering another movie, aren't we? Yeah, next week, we're going to be following a young couple that travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu. But things aren't as they seem in The Menu, starring uh, Voldemort, you got (laughs) Beast, and... uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, and where and where is uh, the menu? Menu, where is that uh, playing or streaming? Right now, we're gonna be watching it. I know Ken, where he's gonna be watching, where you can watch it. It's gonna be HBO Max, as Ooh. where it should be named and forever still be named, either HBO or HBO Max. People, yeah, you hear that, Warners. <laughs> Don't, don't change be changing name. it. Don't be dumbasses. Yeah. yeah what are they, Ken, what are they going to change it? Tell Ken, uh, Kel, tell Jacob. Yeah, I think it, if this holds true, they're thinking about naming it Max. Huh? Removing HBO. <laughs> what? Even though HBO has all the prestige shows. Yeah, For how exactly. many years? Yeah. Like, are they I, like just completely removing HBO? Like, HBO is not a thing anymore? Or is it just like... They're just rebranding this, it to Max. I mean, what? I don't know if you guys saw. This is kind of a. It would it would have been a newsreel topic if we actually uh, were still having that show for this season, but they have scrapped all the Game of Thrones. Um, what do you call that? Uh, spinoffs. Spinoffs. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, read up on it. Uh, Warner Brothers has just pissed me off lately, even though it's still probably my favorite platform. (laughs) (laughs) Still not sponsored, clearly. That is interesting. I wonder why. Because they're dumbasses. Mm. (laughs) They like to lose money, (laughs) apparently. That's the only reason. Mm -hmm. I don't care if we're not sponsored, (laughs) Warner. (laughs) But sponsor us. But you sponsor sponsor me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe then you can take the name HBO. Yeah. The HBO podcast. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Just Someone's give it to us for it. $1. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly pay with a very crisp, a brand new $1 bill. Or four quarters. <laughs> anyway, guys, before, before we close out this episode, Jacob, um, I thank you, first of all, Dude, this is like your fifth or sixth appearance. I, I forget. I lost count already. But uh, do you have anything Same. to plug <laughs> for <laughs> the upcoming week or I guess really through your next appearance, uh, possibly next season? 
Um, let's see. Not too much. I'll throw in my uh, Instagram and Twitter out there for show J. Um, let's see. Don't really post much except for like reposting sports news. Mm. Really into that sports stuff, you know. But uh, I mean, maybe in the future. So if you do want to stay tuned and hear about any things I got going on, that'll be the place to find out on Twitter or Instagram at Fashoj. Mm. <laughs> do you have uh, your Twitch stream still going? Uh, not as much anymore just because, work. you know, I have <laughs> work now and um, I'm going to be starting school soon as well. So uh, not too much time to do that whole Twitch thing. But I do still uh, play video games, but not streaming right now. Mm, interesting. Wow, you're adulting. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's tough. <laughs> Where does the time go? <laughs> Jeremy, do you know, have man. anything? Jeremy, do you have anything to plug uh, for the upcoming week? Uh, just the usual for this season. It's going to be my short film, The End of Yesterday. It's on YouTube. Go search it up. The End of Yesterday short film. Yes, YouTube. We put the links there um, in every episode so far this season, and we'll continue to do so. By the way, we'll put the spelling for uh, Jacob's uh, socials as well. Uh, we'll put the spelling on the episode notes. Uh, for me, you can just follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I just, I, again, I just watch random funny videos, meme videos, <laughs> really. It's strictly just now for short entertainment content for me uh mm. one minute at a time it's at free ken a and so uh we've come to our final thoughts segment i thought again now that we have four movies again jacob i know this is the first episode that you've joined in on this uh mission impossible franchise rewatch we've covered mm -hmm. mission impossible mission impossible 2 mission impossible 3 and now mission impossible ghost protocol Jacob, how would you rank uh, the first four Mission Impossible films from best to worst, or worst to best, whichever order mm, you want? From to best to worst, let's, I'll start out with uh, number one. I'll, I have to admit, I haven't seen too much, or I haven't seen many times uh, the first second. Mission Impossible and the second one. Okay. Just because, like I said earlier, when I started watching Mission Impossible, the third one. And I just watched that a bunch of times instead of watching one and two. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'll probably have to go Ghost Protocol number one. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible 3 number two. Okay. And then Mission Impossible number three. And then Mission Impossible 2 number four. That, that, guy, that guy confusing for a second. I was like, wait, what? I know. They did they did uh they weren't very uh, creative with their their titles. <laughs> also, I didn't know it was mission colon impossible. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that too for a like, while. <laughs> oh well. I realized it when MI2 came out. I was like, oh, it's M colon I hyphen two. <laughs> So technically, we should, like I was telling Ken this. Uh, technically, it shouldn't be called the Mission Impossible franchise. It's called the Mission franchise because technically right. the colon's after. Exactly. Like, so it's Mission, tag. and then the first one should just be Impossible One, then Impossible Two, <laughs> Impossible yeah. Three. Right. That's those are the taglines. <laughs> All right. Shoot, uh, Jeremy, how would you rank the first four films so far? Shoot, I think it's pretty much the same thing. From bottom would be the second one for <gasps> obvious reasons. 
You didn't like <laughs> slow motion to Tom Cruise? Dude. <laughs> with the hair? Long Come hair, on, Tom, man. With the hair and the music and the motorcycle and the leather. Oh, oh. The Lamentation oh, music man. from Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, and then I would probably have to go with the first one. It is more like espionage-esque. Still mm-hmm. like that. I have to go with the third one. I don't know. I just like the style of the third one. Uh-huh. And then the fourth one, I think, is the most rewatchable. It's not sometimes not as like flashy as mm-hmm. uh, the third one, but it's definitely like every scene has you're you're having a lot of fun, whether it's being like intense or the chemistry between characters. I think is right. what what carries the movie too. I almost almost made it a clean sweep. Uh, I think this one's the one where I had to really think about it um, the most. Uh, but I feel like the ending of three just literally <laughs> was so bad. It just... Uh, okay, from worst to first, because I like to go in that route. Uh, Mission Impossible 2, I know, shocker. I got to give Mission Impossible 3 in the slimmest of margins. I actually looked mm-hmm. at my old rating from... Uh, thing it ended up being like 74.7 uh, for Mission Impossible <laughs> nice. so I'm gonna put Mission Impossible 3 at number 3 the original Mission Impossible at number 2 and that may kind of go back and forth uh, it's, I think the only thing that Mission Impossible doesn't have going for it is the fact that it's hella dated uh, but mm-hmm. I love the espionage uh, uh, of that movie and the twists and turns and then Ghost Protocol, head and shoulders above the rest, I think. Right. Because it was a fun movie. It's rewatchable. Um, and you get the uh, the the crazy uh, Dubai scene. Oh, it's so good. Everything was good about that movie. So that's how I would rank it. So um, any other random final thoughts uh, from either of the movies that maybe we didn't cover? Declan, Do you maybe? think Tom Cruise should no. bring back his, uh, his long hair? <laughs> Would he still rock it in future? Because after this one, it, it seemed like he was doing every other Mission Impossible movie. He had long hair. Mm. So do you think he's going to bring it back at any point? Or do you think no more Tom Cruise long hair? I think he's too old Kind of weird now. <laughs> Just because I don't think he can grow. I don't think he can grow it as old. luscious as he did in uh, obviously the second one. Yeah. That's like the best redeeming value. The best redeeming quality of Mission Impossible 2 mm-hmm. is his hair. To, if I had to mention one thing, I'd say um, maybe to get people excited about Dead Reckoning Part mm-hmm. 1, I did watch on YouTube because uh, Tom Cruise posted kind of some behind the scenes of one of the stunts he pulled. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys have watched the video, probably, but man, just to, if you, I mean, if you think about from where he's gone from Mission Impossible 3 to Dead Reckoning, literally, you know, doing his own crazy stunts. Um, just for a sneak peek into that, the stunt that he does do, you can look it up on YouTube if you want to, but he rides a motorcycle yeah. off a cliff, off of a ramp that he or he had built for this specific stunt. And then as he's driving the motorcycle off the cliff, he starts to just, you know, float in the air a little bit, go down and then pull his parachute. And then he ended up doing that like, so what, six or seven times because he wanted the right shot. But... Just uh, props to Tom Cruise and even other movies that he's done. Um, just, you know, getting, trying to do the best he can to, like, you know, bring the best possible movie to us, the audience. So yeah. it's pretty impressive. 
what's crazy is that the fulcrum sequence in Mission Impossible 3 wasn't real. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? If they did do it today, I bet he would do a, a real fulcrum. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he would find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. That, that man is insane. Um, just to add to that same scene, um, the fulcrum scene before that, I'm amazed at how straight the lines were that he was creating when he was drawing on the window <laughs> to oh, see dude. if he can make the calculations. I was like, how? This man is so talented. <laughs> the the fact that he lines. had all those calculations in his like head, like all those formulas, Bro. I was like, dude, so this is why we learned this in high school is for when we become agents of the impossible mission force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is this? A little bit of physics and geometry? <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like that. What does that. IMF stand for in real life again? I forgot. Impossible um, Mission Force. Come on. <laughs> international Monetary <laughs> Fund. When you become an inter- international monetary fund agent. <laughs> Precisely. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Well. Um. Dude, Jacob, it's always a blast when you're on the podcast. Uh, don't be a stranger. We'll definitely, dude, there's so many different movies that we'll have lined up that you can join for uh, season six. Uh, any mm-hmm. of the Mission Impossible, because we're going to have obviously another one of these rewatch episodes where we're covering Rogue Nation as well as um, Fallout. And then we'll have Ooh. a dedicated episode for Dead Reckoning Part 1. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned it on our ritual. <laughs> we come from Christopher Nolan, Time to Rise Films. Uh, by oh, the way, yeah. follow us on YouTube. Um, dude, we're going to be doing an episode on Oppenheimer. And, dude, we'll have you on on at least one or two of these episodes. If oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, especially on uh, Nolan movies, I think, mm-hmm. you know, going back to doing Tenet. That was a one of a kind experience, not only because we drove an hour and a half to go to the only movie theater that was open and showing the movie and then watch the movie there. And this is during COVID, uh, by the way, during the lockdown. That's why mm-hmm. there wasn't anything else open. But that was a uh, quite the experience. And then also not being able to hear what they were saying in the movie. That was, that was <laughs> I got to say, it made it much more uh, mysterious. <laughs> yeah. If there was ever an option to turn on subtitles, <laughs> like for your oh, own yeah. glasses, I would pay for that. I, it, not have 3D glasses, but glasses just for subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like an augmented reality type thing? Yes. That would be cool. on screen, man. I'm good. I, should, I should patent that idea. Oh, definitely. I would totally pay the extra money for that. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much, Jacob. This is definitely not your... Final appearance on the Weekly Real podcast. We'll definitely have definitely. you back. Definitely. So thank I'll, you be back. I'll be back. <laughs> um, Jeremy, did I miss anything uh, before we close out this, ep- this episode? I don't know. Uh, unless you have another mission, which you can either choose <laughs> or maybe whatever, how it goes. <laughs> should you choose to accept it? Should you, yeah, should should you, you choose, choose to accept it? Yeah, I know. I think I, I, I think I read that joke into the ground the first uh, episode. 
God, throw it I, was like, at the end. I was like, ah, I can't do it. But um, again, <laughs> I just want to remind everyone to check out last week's episode on Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. It's streaming now on Netflix. I mean, we're still not sponsored by Netflix, but I mean, I would definitely be sponsored by them. Uh, J- Jacob, have yeah. you seen Glass Onion yet? I actually haven't. Ooh, I have, have not you seen, seen the Glass original Onion. Knives Out yet. Uh, that I have. Interesting story. I watched it twice in a row because uh, I was getting some dental work done, and that was the only movie they had. <laughs> so I watched it twice. It's pretty good, actually. Um, I think if yeah. you like the first Knives Out, you will like Glass Onion. And see... I think I'll enjoy it. I definitely got to check it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And to know how Jeremy I liked it, listen to our podcast. It's a really good one. Oh, from, yeah. Uh, episode 89. And so next week, again, check out episode 91 we will be uh our next episode will be on the menu it's uh, currently streaming now on hbo max and so again thank you jacob so on behalf of jeremy my name is ken all i gotta say is mission accomplished (laughs) (laughs) that's what i forgot to mention (laughs) cringe so cringe i like how luther called on it But yes, my God, but yes, mission accomplished (laughs) on the real.